Welcome back to Martin's and More. My name is Mari Rutsch. And I'm Spoon Phillips. And we have me to talk about today. What do you think of that, Spoon? Well, I think it's only about time. So, I guess we'll, we'll start with questions about, how about a typical, a typical week in the life of a Martin guitar dealer? And in this case, a Martin Blue Ridge dealer. What's the audience think about that? Well, more specifically, if you're talking about me, the word vacation comes to mind. Did you ever take a whole week off work and do nothing? Yeah, yeah. Well, explain it to me because I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> oh, come on. I know you guys get a vacation every October. And uh, I always look forward to the photos of your trip to New England. But let's focus on you. Enough about Spoon. Let's focus on Mari Rich, who has been a beloved Martin guitar and Blue Ridge guitar dealer for many, many years. So that's be my first question. How long have you been a Martin guitar dealer? We began way back in 2003, so we're coming up on our 20th anniversary, if you could believe that. That's awesome. I actually remember the grand opening celebration very well. Uh, your original store was on Phillips Street in Coldale, Pennsylvania, in what had originally been somebody's house and and what you know early 20th century home with a big front parlor room that you used as the showroom and you had a little stage set up and a variety of people uh, performed. I was very flattered to be asked to do a sort of unofficial Martin Clinic about different models and talking about different models. And, and then the uh, kindly folks who owned the cinema uh, next door allowed you to have guest artists performing on the stage in, the, uh, in front of the big cinema screen. And that was very exciting. Our now longtime friend Howard Emerson performed, among others. And I thought it was a real uh, great kickoff. And then you moved to a second store. What year did you move to the second store? Yeah, I don't think we lasted very long in the first location. There was a problem with the heating system. Before the end of 2004, we were already around the corner on 2nd Street, and that was our location for the next few years. But the very first location really does hold a lot of memories for me, and I was going to say Q. Archie Bunker. Those were the days. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And the 2nd Street store with the uh, the wood-paneled walls that you know gave it a much more of a look of a professional guitar store with some, and that was right in the era of some really cool signature models. And it really gave uh, uh, people an opportunity to uh, come in from your area that, you know, don't normally get to see those kind of guitars in person. So that was great fun. And then how long have you been in the current location? Uh, I want to say about seven years now. And we have the we're always looking to the future. We have another building that we purchased right down the street that's much, much bigger. But I'll be damned if we just cannot get in there. Every time we get the money, the contractors go away. Every time the contractors are ready, uh, times get lean. And we're trying to pair it up where everything syncs together. And it, even this past September, we had an architect that started drawing up the plans. So I'll, I'll have everything for you in October so you can go to the zoning. You guys can start breaking ground. And uh, the end of November into December, I had to say, is it the end of October yet? 
and he's too busy for the project. So it's just one of those things. If, if this podcast ends up with you asking me what else would I want to do with my life, I'm going to either be a contractor or a plumber because you can't find one anywhere. <laughs> that you just gave away the, the big, big question at the end of the show. Um, so, <laughs> so let's start, let's start talking about the, the operations of Maury's music and, and what actually goes on that makes it uh, so successful. So would you say that week in and week out that uh, the weeks are t typically the same? Most of the routine ends up being that way. There's always a, a wrench in the works no matter which way you look at it. How do you start the beginning of the week? What's your the first part of your Monday morning like? I'll basically wake up around 7 a.m. and check email or scratch that. I'll check email, then I'll wake up because I have an awful <laughs> habit of checking email before I have both my eyes open. And if you've ever received a reply from me on a Monday morning and it's not really well thought out, just give me a little bit of grace because I shouldn't have been near my phone. I shouldn't have to do that till 10 a.m., but I'm a, I'm a trooper and I, I get myself in trouble sometimes. I should have my coffee and, and do that later, so that's my fault. But I, I start my day checking to see what happened in emails. I'll go downstairs, have some coffee with my cats in my beautiful Napoleon Dynamite Trisha mug, courtesy David Belcher. Thank you again. This job would not be the job it is if I didn't get to start every day looking at Trisha because she knows there's more where that came from if I take her to the dance, uh, whatever day that is. <laughs> so um, after I check some email and I'm into my coffee, the rest of my Monday morning is mostly I check the website for weekend orders. Anything that came in, over the weekend from Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, they all land on us in a pile on Monday morning. So Andrew basically gets in at 9.30 a.m., but before 7.30, I know all the orders that came in so far. I take a good look at what has to be addressed first. A lot of guitars have to be cleaned before they ship. If somebody asks for a pickup installation or a setup, that's going to have to go to the front of the line, so we make sure we get it out. I'll keep drinking my coffees, keep checking my emails about every 15 minutes, uh, then I'll start checking the YouTube comments. We have a lot of good footage on YouTube and even better responses from our listeners and viewers. So I like to stay on top of those things and be engaged with people that are going to take time to watch your video and comment about it. I'm a firm believer in, in staying connected with them. And by 10 a.m. I'm answering phone calls regardless of whether I'm working from home. Uh, if you call and you don't get me on the line, you'll get Andrew answering overflow calls. And in the event that he's also on the line, you'll reach our voicemail but do leave a message because we will call you back. And uh, we're getting pretty close to lunchtime on a Monday, so by then I'll try to have a lunch before 1 or 2 p.m. in case it gets really busy. But besides mixing in some housework here and there, that's probably the, the beginning of my Monday morning, you know, up to that point anyway. So you mentioned Andrew coming in. How long has Andrew uh, been with Morris Music? Um, that's a, probably a two-part answer. He was there from the very beginning took a break after about a year to go fulfill his uh, love of golf. He became an assistant golf pro, went to a couple of different country clubs, and circled back to us. I, boy, I should know that without thinking. It's probably four years ago now that he decided to come back, and he knew we needed the help. A lot of people out there may not know that Andrew is actually Mari's brother. So it's a very much a family business. Um, it's basically Mari, Laurie, and Andrew. Absolutely. And our longtime friend, Heather, works with us on a part-time basis, a few hours a week, uh, doing data entry and things like that. But she's like family, too. So that's, that's very cool. And so Andrew gets in at 9.30. What time do you typically go to the store? 
I try to get down here before 1 p.m., really depending on what has to go out. If for, if for some reason we have a lot of orders from the weekend, but they're all accessories and strings and parts, and maybe only one or two guitars need my attention, I could work from home a little bit longer still and make sure I get in here before 2 o'clock. But I really want at least an hour to be able to look over any guitar that goes out. We have to reinspect it, most of the time clean it. And um, I'll never wait till 3 p.m. to come in. I've got to be in the store by one or two uh, is my, my good habit. And if he needs me sooner, he just reaches out. We don't live very far from the store. So if I have to come in earlier unannounced, I'll, I can certainly be here anytime I need to be. You had mentioned that you, you do work at home in the mornings, uh, like mixing audio or working on videos. And uh, that would include the Monday podcast, or do you already have that done before Monday? Mostly Monday's editing is the Monday podcast, but from one or two weeks ahead. So we're recording right now. Next Monday, I'll be editing that from home in the morning. And then it'll be another Monday or two until that goes live. So by the time Monday comes around, I'm editing last week's live conversation that we're having right now. There's just the audio part of it. And I do that on an iPad. I make sure everything we said, the front and back get cut off, a lot of the ums and uhs, and we trip over each other a little bit on this long distance call, try to shorten those gaps to make it you know, more seamless and just a more quality product. And that all does happen on a Monday morning. If I don't have that finished before I leave for the store, that might leak into Tuesday, but I like to try to figure out how to have all the audio done early in the week because before the whole thing does go live, it's gotta be edited and synced to an animation program now and our Spoon Puppet and Mari Puppet have to say these things on YouTube. So that takes a whole other, it's a whole other ball of wax for that. And that's got to be done only after the exact podcast is edited in time because the synced audio that goes to those puppets has to be ready for air and it can't need any further audio editing. So I'm still doing the audio part of that on a Monday. And I'll come in and get together with Andrew, make sure all the guitars are ready to go out along with the dozens of orders that he's already processed accessories, pickups, bridge pins, those kind of orders. And I'll hop on YouTube for 3 p.m. every opportunity I can because at 3 o'clock on a Monday, our podcast, Martins and More with Spoon Phillips, is premiering on YouTube to allow our listeners and viewers to interact with us in the chat. So if I'm able, I really do like to be there to answer questions and uh, you know communicate back and forth. They do a fine job without me, and those times I can't be near the computer, uh, it, it really is still successful. But the fact that it's a premiere we do get to chat back and forth so it's really nice because you and i are talking on the pre-recorded podcast but it makes somebody ask a question and i can actually type that answer i'm not going to stop talking because that's me recorded with you 14 days ago and it lets me answer questions and update links in real time and so it works out really well indeed indeed and i know that's uh, actually greatly appreciated by many people uh just go back a little bit when you talk about coming into the store and you need at least an hour to inspect guitars and you say usually clean them. So what do you mean by cleaning a guitar and why do you usually need to clean a guitar to, before you send it out? Really just the, the sad truth of it is even brand new guitars from Martin and Blue Ridge often do arrive in here with a little bit of surface scratching, a little bit of pick guard abuse, uh, just the quality control at Martin, the people that play these guitars and Blue Ridge, the people that play these before they realize that they're okay to, to ship out, they don't get them exactly as clean as we want them. And when I say that, it's really splitting hairs. But on occasion, 
some guitar might look beautiful on the front and the back's got some swirl marks from a buffer. Once in a great while, there's there's stuff that's worse than that. And I, I could choose to either let it go like that or take a little bit of time and kiss it with the buffer. It, it's just a little, just that little extra that frankly saves us from giving it to a customer who wants to find any little flaw. And you're spending four grand on a guitar. Some of these customers are going to look at it with the magnifying glass. And if it's going to have a problem, it's not going to be because we got lazy and didn't fix something small. So I could either skip that 15 minute step, ship it out to a customer and have them get mad at me or just clean it. So when I say clean it, it's not that we're selling used instruments, but there are some guitars that just, we have to put our own standards you know, in front of everything, assuming that every single customer is going to be like that. And then you make all the other customers totally happy. So yeah, that's great. If that has to happen before 3 p.m., I don't want to wait too long to get here. That's great. Now you say 3 p.m. I guess that's the shipping deadline. Do you offer free shipping? We do offer free shipping over 99. So all the guitars we're talking about certainly qualify. And do you offer same day shipping? Yep. If you place your order before three, uh, we really, if you get us on the phone and ask about that, we'd like you to try to do it by two. But if an order comes in at 3 p.m., and we have an opportunity if, if something if somebody technically ordered it like 259 and it did need to be cleaned and i start cleaning it and fedex shows up right on the money that's going to get pushed to, to the next day but typically fedex has a habit of getting here between 3 p.m and 4 30 so we have a little <laughs> bit of a built-in window every once in a while there's a fedex driver that knocks on the door at 20 after one is do you have anything to go today and I don't, I don't know why I think that's his voice, but I said, we might. And he'll say, well, do you? I said, we might. And he'll say, we'll do you. And I'll say, you got to wait till 3 p.m. And I explain, somebody might buy something at 20 after 2. They get to have same day delivery. And the face they make is always the same. <laughs> A silent, oh, come on. <laughs> so Monday, uh, shipping 3 o'clock. And then what do you get to do with your Monday? So by this time, the podcast is over. I've engaged back and forth with our listeners and viewers. So now it's about 4 p.m. I'll continue answering phone calls and emails throughout the day and answer any voicemails that may have come through, those kind of things. Try to get home by 6 p.m. on a Monday. Play a little bit of a D45 for about a half hour when I first walk in the door. Yeah, it's, that's, a, that's a new thing for me. And I'll catch up with Lori because we might have seen each other for a minute before I went down to the store most of our day is working from home together, but not because we were working. We're really not having any kind of meeting or she's in her office with her laptop. And as much as it sounds funny, we don't see each other enough that we, we do email each other from different floors in the same house, all that stuff that you wouldn't, wouldn't believe. But I'm usually trying to be home by six. I'll continue checking email after I get home. And then it's just trying to have a, some kind of a possible home life with checking email and in, in between. And it wouldn't, it's not out of the ordinary to watch TV and, and decompress and really still be peeking at the phone, but it's not a full work day anymore. It's, it's safe to say by a seven o'clock start by 7 PM, I really am done a real 12 hour work day. And if I'm peeking at something past that, if I just get tired and want to decompress, I, I can say, I'm going to look at my phone, but I try not to too badly at night. Well, that's uh, glad to know that, you know, I remember in the old days when I first started coming out there to uh, shoot the uh, video reviews for Maury's music. And you guys were literally in your pajamas at like 2.30 in the morning, putting shipping boxes together of, you know, strings and, <laughs> and polishes or whatever, because somebody had ordered them. And at times were you know, very much working around the clock to make your business successful. So I guess on only having a 12 hour Monday 
uh, is a is a step in the right direction. <laughs> Our friend John Hall would say it's a half a day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, Tippy. Speaking of John, um, so so uh, okay. So that is a typical Monday, and that's a very atypical Monday for a great many of us who always have to have our own Monday in a work week. Obviously, everything's done, and you can take Tuesday off. <laughs> yeah, that one time. <laughs> I'll answer your joke with, with a half-truth. Truthfully, if this is the best part. If Tuesday morning, we have just had it up to here, and it could be totally not work-related at all. Maybe something in life just makes us exhausted. You wake up with the worst sinus headache you just had. You just start your day, and it's not working. I can shift everything I have by an hour and just you know, sit on the recliner, put a podcast on, do nothing and tell myself, you just gave yourself a longer day, but you're going to take both breaks at the same time before the day starts. So it sounds silly, but being able to go home on a Monday completely crushed. And if you wake up Tuesday and you're just not ready to go get it, I don't know what I could do if I had to punch a clock somewhere with that feeling. Now knowing I would rather just be the laziest guy you've ever heard of after all that bragging I did about Monday. Tuesday morning, I could be a real bum and do all that hard work just a little bit later. So it, it might sound a little bit silly to people who, who love going somewhere for nine o'clock and being home by five. But if I have to work eight to nine on a Tuesday, and it means I get recharged where I need to get it, typically Tuesday is not as bad as Monday because now you have Monday night's orders into Tuesday morning. Same kind of thing. If I start my day at 7 a.m., same thing. I'll, I'll check the emails as I'm going for the coffee. Uh, check some website orders again. But now typically there aren't going to be as many because it isn't orders from Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now we're getting into a regular 24-hour circle. Check the YouTube comments again. And they, you know, thank you guys to that. This is the platform I can say thank you very much for giving me comments to answer because that's really beautiful. I'll do some more housework in the morning. I'll still try to stay home until 12, 1230. Uh, see what has to be worked on as far as the same problem. If there's guitars that need my attention more than guitars that don't, that tells me when I have to get to the store. Again, I'll probably get in there for no later than 1 p.m. if everything's going well. And again, if, if I get caught up doing something, I try to get there for 1 o'clock or 2. I'll, I'll say it every every weekday, but by 1 o'clock is pretty typical. So that's interesting. So, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is... Basically, you expect it to be the same sort of day. What sort of things you mentioned wrenches early on, you know, that can get thrown in the works or however you phrase that across your Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, what sort of things will pop up that maybe only happen once a month or don't, you know, that's the, the unusual anomalies in a uh, guitar dealer's life? Yeah, well, one, you know, and this isn't crying, but uh, it's it's something that just does happen and you can... You can appreciate when I tell you this story, you cannot really put that to Wednesday night and blow it off. Somebody would call and say, I'm very unhappy with the guitar I just purchased from you. And it gets into a conversation and it matters not at all who's to blame or um, I'm not going to use this platform to say I was right, he was wrong. But if somebody really needs you to be the owner and, and just you got to make me happy, whatever I was going to tell you happens after one o'clock on Tuesday, that's shelved because right now you have an opportunity to either let somebody think you don't care or back up all of your promising about customer service and do the right things. Just the other day, what's today, Saturday? Just Wednesday or Thursday of this past week, I had someone on the phone for about 15 or 20 minutes, but he was so upset. 
it felt like 115 minutes and it just it took all my energy and everything's going to be fine but what i had to do was was put my my brain on that and everything else i had planned lost my attention immediately so those kind of things and i i could have made that story false to sound nicer but it's just true you you're going to have that one customer once in a while i'm from the belief that if i can't make it better it's not going to be because i didn't try and no one can ever call us up or email us up or reach out and be correct in saying that I brought a problem to Maury's and they just didn't do what they could. We might not make everyone happy, but I, I'm on record doing everything I can so they, they really in their heart can't say we didn't try to make something better. So those kind of things, as much as it's the customer relations, sometimes it's the, the vendor. You know, there's things with Martin with inventory. They, they gave us a lot of inventory. We weren't ready for at certain parts of the year and there might be just a Tuesday morning where they'll reach out and say, here's your updated back order report. And all at once, whatever she was doing, I have to get Lori and say, stop that. We have to look at this list. Does this stuff look correct? I want to reach out and, you know, make a response to say, do A, B, and C, but then take X, Y, Z off of it. Things like that that are very time sensitive. They're always hiding around the corner and it's, it's, it's not right to live your life like that, to be waking up and expecting a problem. But if you wake up and you expect that that can't happen today, that really blindsides you. So, you know, dealing with customers and vendors can always just sneak up at whatever time it wants to and you just have to be ready to, to kind of pivot. Well, that's an interesting point that you brought up. So you're basically a 10 minute walk from the store or less even, but you then... Uh, are lucky enough to be a Martin dealer within reach of Martin in Nazareth and their distribution center over by Easton. And so how often do you find yourself uh, going to Martin to get inventory or to you know, deal with things in person? On average, about four to five times a month. And I, I, these last couple of months, it maybe was three times a month. Most of our stuff came into our inventory from Martin on schedule or ahead of schedule. So December was lighter, but I'm usually down there once a week. You know, sometimes I'll go down on a Tuesday and I'll also have to get back there Thursday or Friday, but that's not that often. Well, that's interesting. I didn't realize it was that frequent. And so typically these days, how many Martin guitars do you actually have in stock and how many Blue Ridge approximately? We were past the 200 Martins mark about a month ago but we started selling a lot in december uh, we probably have 65 or 70 blue ridges and if i went upstairs to count them now I'm, I'm sure i'm sure between both brands we have at least 250 boxes or cases upstairs and it's funny when when somebody watches a virtual tour and they ask for a specific guitar by request in the second segment if it's not in this building it might be in our newer building where we have storage for 140 more and if it is in this building, it might just be buried by 120 other guitars. And I always say to people, <laughs> uh, give us two choices because one might be really near Andrew and the other one, uh, we might have to take a 40-minute break in a 60-minute show to find, not find the guitar, but, you know, get to it. So it's, we're busting out of a little store and so much that we have another one down the street that's the overflow. But yeah, I, I think we have 250 instruments as we're taping this. Fascinating, fascinating. And... And uh, one of the things that's always impressed me about Maury's music is when you get an, uh, new guitars in, that's the, uh, that's the photos that appear. 
So every time you get a new guitar in, you have to photograph them and edit the photos and get them online. So people are actually seeing the guitar um, that is in stock. And when do you find time to do that? Thank you for asking because I don't know sometimes. I was, if I continue on my path about Tuesday afternoons, it's probably there. Uh, the Mystery Guitar Podcast goes live at 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. Same kind of thing with the, uh, the first podcast. It's a premiere. So if I do get the opportunity, I'll be online there answering comments and questions. And right after that's over, I get my Nikon camera, like Paul Simon says, and I'm upstairs photographing the most recent Martins we just brought back. And what we'll do is Andrew takes them out of the case. He'll inspect them to make sure they're okay. If they're not okay, we both look at them and agree. And then it goes back to Martin for either comes down to the studio and I try to repair it or clean it. If it's a, a small setup issue or a saddle height or something, if it can't be fixed here, that is the quickest way. Uh, we do put it back in the box. It never gets to see the, the photography wall. So that guitar would be on my got a picture at list and then it gets scratched off. But any guitars that do pass our inspections, and when I say that Andrew first and then me, then I do photograph them. And that's usually a Tuesday afternoon thing. That's the one, probably one of the two days that it wouldn't be uncommon that I'm still at the store past 8 p.m. Because if it's, it's so small in here in Spoon, you know, if I'm taking pictures of all these guitars that are in boxes, in cases, uh, right across the room from Andrew, if he has to get away from his desk and go in any direction, we're going to tackle each other at the 10-yard line. It's terrible. <laughs> so I try to do a lot of that after 5.30 because then I have the store to myself and, uh, you know, he'll come in the next morning and I'll have everything back in its box and he'll, he'll find a home for it. But the more we can do photographing guitars when he's not in the building, just it, it feels easier to me. He probably wouldn't mind, but I feel like I'm tripping on him. But that's a lot of that is a Tuesday evening issue for me. And luckily, the lighting we have, it doesn't matter if we're daylight or not. It's... Uh, it's something I could do any hour of the day. So it's it's probably a Tuesday evening is, is a big picture day for me. Very interesting. So so if are there differences in your Wednesday and Thursday from from um, Tuesday? Entirely. And not only entirely, but really fun. And this is the this is the good part of the week if there is one. Don't grind your teeth. If you guys if you guys think I own Mari's music and I wait till Wednesday to enjoy it, that's not what I mean. But you've already heard what I do on Monday. You've heard what I do on Tuesday. Wednesday now, we're going to get into the opportunity for me to interact with all of our YouTube friends. There is such a connection we have with all these really cool people that have come around to watch our Wednesday programs and Thursday programs. And it's just, it's not as good as if we could all get together in person, but it's pretty close because it's, you've already seen a work day now where Monday, Tuesday, I've been working all by myself. Andrew's in the same building, Lori's in the same house, but we're all doing our put your head down and go to work. It's not social. I finally get into a Wednesday. The Wednesday morning starts just like the other ones. I have my coffee right after I answer my emails. Then I wake up, rinse and repeat. If I don't go to Martin on Tuesday, I might have to sneak in on a Wednesday. But it's not uncommon for me to get here earlier than one o'clock on a Wednesday because what I have to do, actually, and Tuesday, what I forgot to say was I had to choose which guitars are going to be in the first segment on Wednesday's virtual tour, uh, we take uh, eight guitars, four that I pick and four that the viewers pick. And I show, I take you on a virtual tour of our current inventory of Martin and Blue Ridge guitars. It happens every Wednesday on our Facebook page, on our YouTube channel. So Tuesday is the day I have to figure out which guitars they are. I pick those four. I bring them down into the studio. I make sure I take 
additional photographs of those guitars against the cropped black backdrop. I'm not recycling pictures of the ones we just talked about moments ago, which aren't edited yet, by the way. They're just photographed. So I'm still not done that job. So I'm downstairs Wednesday uh, taking the guitar pictures that I took on Tuesday of the virtual tour guitars. I have to change the graphics, the pictures, the Photoshop thumbnail. What's the word? I have to schedule the program on YouTube and Facebook so that it shows up in our social media that people know that show is coming again this week. This is all happening Wednesday behind the scenes before the show goes live. I get all the pictures where they belong. Uh, every single time you see a scene change from one to the other, that includes either graphics, text, overlays, or pictures. So all the stuff that you see on the finished program, the behind the scenes of it happens Wednesday way before one o'clock because take too long to do those things and we have two or three guitars that have to ship by 3 p.m. and some of them need pickups or real cleanings. You can see how you can do all you want at 7 a.m. to feel like you're getting ahead of anything. If things happen at 1 p.m. that you couldn't start working on at 7, it can kind of snowball, but that's that makes Wednesday a busier day than Tuesday. But by the time four o'clock happens and I get to turn that camera on and, and say hi to our friends and and literally, I have to play eight really cool guitars and demonstrate them and look at them and explain them, talk about them, answer questions. It's the first time in a work week, if you're counting from the beginning, that I'm playing guitar at work. So Wednesday is when all the fun really does start, and I, I mean that so sincerely. Fascinating. So Thursdays after I've had my coffees, plural, I'll take some time and I'll take last night's virtual tour, chop it up into eight pieces, make eight individual videos, upload them to YouTube, uh, edit the title tags and the SEO descriptions, and basically give our viewers eight more videos to find. Especially if they didn't catch last night's show, they can go directly to one of the guitars they want to see a closer look at without weeding through last night's program. And then I'll schedule them on YouTube to appear throughout Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, making sure that we have new content on our YouTube channel every single day. And that's been a big, big help. Wow. And then on Thursday, you have a completely different show. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And, and how did it come about? When, you know, how did the idea come about? And when did you start doing that? Yeah, you're right to say it's very different. The Thursday program, one of the good things about it, it doesn't start till 6 p.m. Because I, I knew, I, I'm not the smartest guy, but I recognized after you just heard my Monday, my Tuesday, and my Wednesday, let's not do a fourth show that starts at 4 p.m. That's just going to break my back. So assuming I have a routine Thursday morning, and it's not crazy, no fires to put out, and I make it to 3 p.m., by 10 after 3 Whatever has to get shipped certainly can wait till the next day, even if FedEx wasn't here yet. We made our claim that if you order before 3 p.m., uh, it ships the same day, so you're, you're off that clock. Between 3 and 6, it's really, really relaxed. It's the first time in my busy week that I have a place where I'm always doing something and we're still answering phones and emails, but it's not that the clock's crashing down on you, so it's a little bit more relaxed. By 5.30, I'm down here in the studio with my guitars now, uh, my OM28V, my 0028 Mari's Music, and my D45 that my lovely wife just gave me for Christmas this past December. And what? it's time for me to... Yeah, right? <laughs> Have I gone this long without saying the words lovely wife? Because that's not right. I'm sorry. Um, you guys know how good Lori is to me. And if you haven't noticed how much fun I have working here because she allows me to do this, it's, uh, it's shame on me, but... By Thursday night, I'm playing music with my great friend Marshall, who stepped in 
and got called up off the practice squad, so to speak. Spoon, I know you, you remember that program as it began, but part of your question was, how did it start? Well, it's almost, it might be two years ago now that it first started, but I realized YouTube is hungry for more content. And the more we can be on YouTube, the more it's going to promote our business. But I don't want to go on YouTube again one more day of the week selling something. I don't want to be on YouTube getting everyone's attention with, and you can buy it here. Like, I don't want to do that one more day. Wednesday is already a showcase for what I'm selling. Listen to it. And if you like it, you know, it, it's here. I don't want to do that again, but I do want to be on people's minds. And I, I want to play guitar. And part of the reason I did the Tuesday podcast, Lori asked me all the time, why don't you play more guitar at work? And that's, that's not just an excuse to, if we have to be promising, we're going to show you a new program every Tuesday and it's me playing guitar. That's how you can make sure you're going to play guitar at work. So this Thursday thing, it just began where I knew I wanted to play guitar. I knew I wanted to be on YouTube again, and I did not want to be doing a solo show. I've seen a lot of people pull that off. And I, I feel like on my best days I could, but that's just, that would be another, especially with the pandemic and a lot of people doing YouTube things. It felt like that would just be one more, Hey, there's a guy playing guitar. I wanted to do something where it was more of a song circle. It was more requests. And at the time, our friend Clayton Ayers was working at Martin Guitar, who I've known from playing some gigs around the area. I'm, I'm friends with him before this whole thing happened. He was working at Martin Guitar at the time. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if you have the schedule and the camera and the wherewithal to want to do it? Because it's, it's a lot of hard work behind the scenes to put a quality looking live stream together. And he said, I'll try it. And we ended up doing two or three shows in a row where we both came on and called it Martin versus Martin because I'm going to play my Martin against your Martin. And I didn't know what else to call it. I wanted to make sure the word Martin was in the title for search engines and all that stuff. Long story short, we just tried it a couple weeks in a row and it was so much fun. It took about three months until we got comfortable and it looked right. But he and I just had a really good time on Thursdays for more than a year. And it, there were some weeks we missed or we went on late, but you know, he ended up leaving Martin and went to a different job and his schedule sometimes would, would make him either miss the show completely or get here late. And I don't remember which month it was, but our good friend together, Marshall Fleischer, had started sending us videos. I, I asked him, would you, you know, there isn't really room for three people on the show, but would you mind sending us a video of you playing? We'll, we'll play it at the beginning of the show and it'd be so cool if you do the intro music and Clayton and I would do the live stuff. Fast forward to try to make this ramble not so far. Marshall began playing the beginning of the show live, which was even cooler than he got done his song. Three of us started, you know, shooting the BS on camera. We all said hi to the crowd. Marshall went away and Clayton and I traded back and forth. Well, now we're at a point where Clayton can't be here every week or, or at all. Congratulations to him and his family. He and his wife had a beautiful baby boy back in November. Yeah, yes. Awesome. And he's using that as an excuse not to be able to <laughs> tear down that. I don't know why he needs a nursery more than he needs a studio, but it's true. And I, I say that in, in my best stupid joke voice, Clayton. We hope Papa and Mama and Baby are all doing great. But I'm, I'm in a luxury here where I could sit in a studio that's always set up. I turn the cameras on and take the, the lens cap off. Clayton, even back before they had the baby, the room he was using to do a studio wasn't a studio and he never kept anything set up. He had to put his mixer together, the lights, the camera, the mics, everything that you saw that worked at the end of the show, he not only had to turn it off, he had to take it down and move it out of that room. Well, now he doesn't even have that room. So we're waiting, oh, wow. I guess until Thomas is 
18 years old or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> but but it's meant that Marshall so graciously has gone from sitting in in the beginning to occasionally filling in for Clayton to being Clayton for months now. So we have to figure something out. Mm. Got to talk. Management has to talk to each other. And when this does come out in the wash later, uh, if I have my way, it's going to be a three person show from top to bottom. But I've my voice is getting tired. I talk so long and I apologize. It's just so much fun. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it is great fun. Uh, my friend Bill Peels in Loveland, Ohio, uh, just sent me a text uh, on Thursday saying that was a great show that more did tonight. Oh, so um, it's a lot of fun. And I often have to, <laughs> I rarely get to hear it live. So I usually listen to it when I'm doing stuff like cleaning the kitchen or, you know, I just uh, run the replay of it, but uh, doing work around the house and that kind of stuff. But I, you know, I'm always very impressed that you came up with the idea and that you guys keep doing it. So you get to have fun on Thursday night. What's, let's, let's close out talking about Friday to end a work week at Mars Music. Well, Friday is the big, <sighs> because really there's nothing going on on YouTube. I thought for a few times, you know, what could we do on Fridays? And Lori said, what are you talking about? Nothing. Don't even start <laughs> because you, you can't start. And then nah, go back away from it. Then try it again. Like if you're not going to commit to it, and I've learned that if you're not going to commit, don't even start doing it. And I just really, really need a day because a lot of the stuff I told you about earlier, what's on my mind recently is cold weather, November, December, January. When it's nice out, you got to find time for the pool. You got to find time for the little league games and the nephews. Those bikes aren't going to ride themselves and those those trails aren't going to hike themselves. And uh, it's so important to get outside when you can. And, and we're... Uh, Lori and I really appreciate getting some time together to do those kind of things, even if it is during the day and makes our work day longer. I wouldn't trade that opportunity for anything. So Friday is deliberately a day that I can just do the first part of my spiel. I can wake up, do my work at home, come into the store. Really, the only thing on the target is making sure, again, somebody buys something before 3 p.m. we got to be a team and get that going. And then by 3.15 on a Friday, you should just feel the the sigh of relief that whatever happens now is still our responsibility. But since you're not under the gun with shipping, you don't have a YouTube program later and you don't have any real uh, timetable responsibility. Friday is what you think it should be. We deliberately leave Friday open. It doesn't mean it's easy. And uh, when I say that there are so many Fridays that you can get to five o'clock and it's like, why am I not rested? This didn't feel better than Thursday, <laughs> but uh, it's just, if you hear it in my voice, I, I really don't remember ever talking this much on an episode of Martins and More. I'm so excited to be here. I'm I'm blown away. I just recognize the love we feel from the people that take time to shop with us, get with us on YouTube and Facebook, you know, customers and potential customers and friends that either watch our, our programs or just I, I know so many people through doing this that probably won't ever buy something from us. But when they see somebody asking on a forum or Facebook, where should I buy? We're on their mind. And it's just this really great community. I'm really, really lucky to be doing what I'm doing. It's anything but easy. But the reference I made earlier in the program where if you're having a bad morning and you just need that one more hour till you can really put yourself in front of it all, sometimes that's Friday. Sometimes Fridays just... I'm a really, really lazy person in the mornings because I, I went too crazy the other morning. I, I just sometimes need downtime. And Friday, the wrong number of phone calls or emails could make Friday busier than any other day. But when it's routine, Friday is a, a real catch your breath day. 
it's not unlike me to go to Martin on a Friday. If I recognize that something might be ready and I have the choice Friday or Monday, you could, from hearing this whole program, you recognize if I can get there on a Friday where I have a lot of wide open time, I might just do that to make my Monday easier. And I, I do fall into that problem too. I work really, really hard during a day because if I do that much extra tomorrow, I'll be easier. And then I act the same way tomorrow. So I don't know why I ever <laughs> think that putting extra into my day, but I think what I mean to say is Friday, I don't. A Friday. TGIF. Exactly. I said that to Andrew yeah. the other day, but it was Tuesday and he emailed me back, you know, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. uh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So is it true that um, you don't allow Andrew meal breaks or any time out in the sun if he doesn't get his work done on time? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Andrew, that's just a shout out to Andrew. He's a very hardworking fella. Oh, he really is. I mean, anybody listening to this podcast, if you own your own business, you know how important it is to have good help. And, the, you know, the bonus and the blessing of having good help, that's family. And you have somebody, I mean, with Andrew here, we have another person on the team that's sincerely invested in the, in the company. And it's not just somebody punching a clock. He is worth his weight in gold. And I, uh, he'd be embarrassed if I gushed about him. But uh, we're extremely lucky to have him for sure. The nice thing about his boss is he lets him listen to whatever music he wants to listen to. That's me on the cross now. Yeah, see, I this all has a price, people. If, if you're gonna, if somebody said to you, you could have your own business, you could be successful, you could sell the best product in the world, and you get to work with your family, but he's gonna have Grateful Dead playing the entire time. Would you do it? I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's other people that would as well, but yes, that's that's uh, that is that is Andrew indeed. So um, that's all fascinating stuff. So I'm glad we thought this up because there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know in terms of what actually went on. You know, as I come in and visit, uh, you know, every few months and have you know seen the operation, but but it's always been you know disjointed. And I'm usually there on the weekends, so I'll see a little bit of. Friday, if I get there early enough to see Andrew, you know, or or if I'm not leaving until Monday, but I'm usually there on the weekends, which a lot of people don't know um, that, you know, Maureen and Laurie, they value those weekends tremendously. And, and then I have to come in <laughs> and make them work over the weekend. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but it's, you know, it's uh, always, uh, it's always great to get there to Coldale, Pennsylvania and Maury's music. And more power to you. I'm looking forward to the new store. I'm looking forward to the, the new D45. And oh. uh, I still think that's absolutely amazing. What a wonderful wife you have indeed. And um, Amen. And, you know, well-deserved. It's been a very long time. She gave you your OM28V as a present uh, when you were just after you were first married, if I remember. And, um, yep. and so I think most people agree it's, it's you know, it's time you had another guitar. Well, thank you. But a D45. I, <laughs> that's what I said, you know. And, so, you know to her credit, she did spend a little bit of time saying, you know, we have three D42s, don't you? And I said, yeah. And, and, and like that scene in, in It's a Wonderful Life. And did you further know that since 2018, <laughs> the D42 and the D45 are the same guitar? And I said, yeah, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, I want my D45. And, and just the other day, Lee asked me on YouTube, he said, you know, does this, uh, I think it was Lee, 
somebody asked me, does this uh, D42 make you forget about your D45? And I was like, man, I wonder if I should have played them both one more time before I picked my D45. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I should mention, Lee, that's something I meant to bring up. Uh, a lot of listeners have heard you speak about the YouTube community. And you even mentioned, you know, people that will never purchase anything from Maury's music, but still follow you online and, and have become online friends. You have many people from other countries that oh, yeah. watch your programs. And uh, and now with Martin's modern day uh, shipping rules, you can't ship overseas. So so I thought I'm always very impressed that uh, that you have that following as well. Oh, yeah. We're so extremely grateful to have our international friends. And we're just so lucky for their participation in our live streams. And it's, it's just, it's the best. So, but anyway, this was a great show. I know your voice is uh, bothering you and you are a singer who needs to use your voice coming up. So we should probably let you off the hook. But thank you very much uh, for this very special episode of Martins and Mari. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just, I didn't want to sing too loud. My throat's sore. <laughs> I've had a sore throat for a month and a half. And this is not an acoustic environment that's suitable to request this from me. I'll tell you what, I'd like to go back to the other way where you do more of the talking. This is tough. <laughs> oh, you did great. You did great. But you know, Maury, what the music means. Ah, it's time to go, isn't it? Yes, it is. The tables have turned. <laughs> At least for this one time. So for all of us at Maury's Music, thanks for listening. Hear you later. This has been a presentation of Maury's Music, your trusted source for Martin and Blue Ridge guitars. Find us online at maurysmusic.com. Music.com.